Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Mind Mastery Online Radio Network. <laughs> One of these days you'll decide what that is. <laughs> well, I can change my mind. You can indeed. It's not just a woman's privilege. It's that, That's right. Two blokes talking about interesting movies. Yes, movies today. Hey, actually, I got feedback from somebody who listened to the One Million Movies, and they absolutely loved that one. And they asked oh. us to do more of those. I forgot to tell you about that. Okay. Well, uh, you introduced me to a clip on uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. And yeah. so I went and rented it, and I watched it, and I was just uh, amazed. So there's been a few movies that uh, we should do that maybe, maybe yeah, in a couple again, of yeah. episodes. Yeah. That, uh, that, was, that was just amazing. Ferris Bueller rocks, huh? He does. He really yeah. does. Yeah, it's amazing to me that how many people, you know, who don't know about that movie, because, of course, it's old, right? It's 20 years old. Yeah. And uh, just so many cool things in that movie. Really yeah. teaches you how to have fun. That's right. That's right. And also, I thought it was really interesting on how it showed how people react to other people when they have fun, both in a positive yes. and a negative way. Yeah, some people you are just going to piss off. If you have fun, you're going to really upset them. That's and other people, once you start doing it, for them, it's infectious, and they'll join in and have a great time. Yeah, it's, it's a great example of it. Yeah, and just to kind of make one other last comment on that, uh, a number of graduates of Quantum Mind Mastery got together, and we went to a uh, football game. And oh, yeah? we're, we're in the, I mean, and we weren't, uh, I mean, we weren't quiet by any stretch of the imagination. However... Uh, there was a guy dressed up as a blushing bride. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Wow. He had the white gown on, and he had, was unshaven, and he had a big white puffy thing in his uh, in his hair, and he got on national TV. Really? <laughs> we were right behind him, so I guess we got on too. And uh, So there was a whole bunch of characters, and I just thought it was very interesting how uh, you know people look for places where they can just be crazy, have fun, be a little wild, be outside of the normal nine-to-five working box. And uh, and we just had a great time watching. I mean, that was just one of probably two or three hundred very interesting people that, that we saw. Uh, but you just, I mean, but I, agree. I think what you just said is really important. I think that people are actually looking for permission to be outrageous. Yes. Uh, and, you know, some level of anonymity into blending into the crowd allows somebody to do that. And and to me, it's kind of crazy that we have to wait for that. Why, why can't you just be crazy? Why can't you yeah, just that's right. do, you know, you know, I put some poetry up on Facebook this morning from one of my favorite poets who was a punk poet in the, uh, in the 80s. Right, wow. late seventies, early eighties, and like he wrote some great poems, and some were just really short. He wrote one that was a, a tribute to Tom Jones. Everybody knows Tom Jones. Yeah. A- and uh, here it is, just like a few lines, and it says, and I'm going to do it in his voice. In John Cooper Clark is the name of the the uh, poet. Okay. Back in town in a black Rolls Royce, the funky unky housewife's choice. In one fact, he can rejoice. His trousers don't affect his voice. Right. Awesome. Just, just bizarre stuff. Here's, here's, another, here's another short one from, uh, this is it's a much longer poem, but this is a short bit of it. And this one is a, um, called uh, Deft Exponent of the Martial Art. 
And I'll do again, I'll do it in his voice. Okay. He was no bigger than a two-penny fart. He was a deft exponent of the martial arts. He gave me three warnings, trod on me toes, stuck his fingers in my eyes and kicked me in the nose. He was a deft exponent of the martial arts. <laughs> I want to be your vacuum cleaner and suck up all your dust. I want to be your Ford Cortina. I will never rust. I want to be your teddy bear and you can take me everywhere. Love it. It's just mental. You know, yeah. And just to be silly. And fun. Yeah, it's important to be silly and relax and not take yourself too serious. Yes, oftentimes uh, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, that's why the quote I wrote on Facebook this morning was, I used to be enlightened, but I'm all right now. <laughs> <laughs> I find that falling on your head will cure you of that and he, right immediately. Right. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Dev. Yeah, go ahead. What is the meaning of life? Forty-two. 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 All right, good. We can move on then. Yep, we can move on now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so a few, a few uh, weeks ago we talked about uh, a very popular movie, Inception. Yeah. And how um, it was interesting because there was different levels of dreams that they would, they would go into. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, the bottom level uh, being limbo mm -hmm. and how time was different. And mm -hmm. um, I actually had a very vivid dream this morning. I just remembered it. <laughs> and I remember as I'm dreaming it, I was thinking, wow, this is an interesting dream. <laughs> so a certain amount of lucidity. A certain amount of lucidity. And, of course, right right this moment, I can't recall what it was. But right. uh, there were some interesting people in, in that dream. Uh, but when I think of Inception, one of the things that uh, stands out for me was how they would go into a dream level and mm -hmm. this sort of a play would uh, would occur, I guess that someone had, like the architect had made, so there was a mm -hmm. scene, and it was supposed to go a certain way, but then something would happen to just totally screw it up. Right. And I was thinking about how often in my life I've got this plan, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then all this stuff just hits the fan and it doesn't work out at all the way I wanted to and it's like I'm being blocked at every turn right and and then of course it's like you know somebody else was responsible or god right yeah because <laughs> it was was obviously not me I was just driving along minding my own business and this guy ran into me out of nowhere right uh-huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, nothing to, to do with you nothing to do with me you know lightning bolt struck me uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I just—it was just interesting because in Inception, that's exactly what happens to him. Except yeah. it, we see that it's really him. Yeah. Well, you know, as we talked about before, the—I think the movie was absolutely brilliant, and, and I've gotten all kinds of questions about it and um, about what it all means and what it's related to and. Um, one of the things that I find, you know, it, the big question is, you know, well, do we, is this how dreams work, blah, blah, blah. And, and really, you've got to go past that. This movie uses dream as a metaphor, and really this is the levels of consciousness that we have mm -hmm. and how conscious are we. And one of, the, one of the quotes in the movie is, 
that when you're in the in the dream, they don't know they're in the dream. These guys do are going in, but the other people don't know they're in a dream. It's real for them. That's right. So, so most people are actually walking around in a dream, and this is it's not a theory. I mean, that's the way you know. It's clearly an obvious observation for somebody like myself is that most people are walking around in a dream. They're not actually aware of what's going on at any real level whatsoever. And the levels in the movie were showing the levels of consciousness. Now, if you look at the characters now that was developed, it was actually done brilliantly in case you haven't seen Inception. And if, if you haven't seen Inception, this might ruin it for you. So uh, maybe turn it off and come back later. Um, or it'll just give you an insight and make you, when you go see it, see it at a whole other level. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about it is, for instance, when they first go into the state, where their big mission of what they're doing, um, there they are in the vehicle all together in this dream state, and driving down what would appear to be a New York street, and all of a sudden a freight train arrives yeah. right in the middle of the road. Now, you know, how often do we use that, even that language? You know, it was like a... a, a it was like a train crash. My life was like a train crash. It was, I couldn't help. I couldn't avoid it. And so what most people didn't notice about the movie as a metaphor was, first of all, DiCaprio's character, I think his name was Cobb. Um, yeah. Cobb has got um, the girl from Juno designing mazes for him. And the mazes are to occupy the, the ego mind, the conscious mind, to keep it focused on something. And he's very clear about not wanting to know what's in there because he knows that... Now, he's the leader, but he knows he can sabotage it. And so, for me, this is a very interesting piece because, you know, you know I talk a lot about leadership. And, and one of the interesting things about a really true leader is a leader has to understand, has got it, that they have to clean up their own crap. They've got to deal with cleaning up their own garbage uh, from their history. And Cobb, who is the leader of the expedition into this dream state, has clearly not cleaned up his stuff, and that's why he doesn't want to know the details of the maze. Mm -hmm. because, because, again, one of my quotes all the time is, everything you learn, your ego learns. And there it is, there it is made manifest in this movie, saying, don't, I don't want to know. If I know, then my ego will know. So he's asking her not to show him those things. But consistently, it shows up. Yeah, and not only that, he doesn't want to deal with it. No, he doesn't want to deal with it at all. And yeah. he's challenged on that. Yeah, he actually it, doesn't. He like, it's like he knows there's a problem, but yeah. he doesn't want to deal with it. He wants to keep the problem. Which is well, yeah, and yeah, and that's it. So he doesn't he doesn't want to let go of what he needs to let go of. He doesn't want to deal with the issue at hand, yeah. and, and argues that he has dealt with it yeah. in the outside world. But clearly, the evidence is that he's not dealt with it. And for me, this is a great metaphor for most people. Most people are willing to argue that they have dealt with things. I mean, I have these conversations with people all the time. You know, I said, well, this is clearly, you know, from this particular issue in your life. No, I've dealt with that. Well, evidently not. Yeah. Evidently not. Here's the evidence. It keeps showing up over and over again in your life. Well, no, it must be about something else. I'm sorry. I'm in the observer position, and I'm telling you that I can see this really clearly. You don't have a clear view. Yeah. And, and so the issue he'd not dealt with was sabotaging him and the situation over and over and over again. 
And so the levels at which they go down, which was interesting to me, was it didn't matter at what level they were at, what level of consciousness they were at, the saboteur, the part of his unconscious mind that was the saboteur, being his ego, uh, being, his ego um, being the issue that's not dealt with being his wife, keeps showing up at every possible level. There's no level at which she doesn't show up. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, think, I think that's a great insight. Yeah, it really was. And so it's, when things happen, I also look at it the other way. When something's about to happen that could be catastrophic and doesn't, I think of it as, wow, you know, like my subconscious or my ego is, is working with me as opposed yeah. to against me. And that actually happened um, a couple, when we ca- were coming back from the football game. Actually, it was really interesting because, first of all, at the football game, before the football game, it rained all day. Mm-hmm. And at the football game, uh, it was obviously wet because it had rained all day, but it wasn't raining. The whole right. game didn't rain. As it rained on the way to the game, not at the game. It rained when we left the game. <laughs> like it was really funny. It was like this little nice. pocket of five thousand. No, sorry, it would be like twenty thousand people that said, "Please don't rain, please don't rain." And it didn't rain. Then when we're driving home, we're driving along in the middle lane. There's a left lane and a right lane. I'm in the middle lane. The right uh-huh. lane is turning into a merge, or you know, it's ending. So that anyone has to move over, right? Yeah. And bef- at right at the end of the merge part there is a large truck turning off the street into the parking lot. Okay, so there's this, basically, if you didn't merge over before you should merge over, you would hit this truck. Yes. So we're coming along, and I'm pretty close to this truck in the lane that's going to miss him, and this guy comes up beside me and decides he's going to see if he can fit between me and the truck. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, he just zooms right up, and and I have no time to think about this, I hit my brakes. I don't screech on my brakes. I just slow down from 60 kilometers an hour to 40 kilometers an hour or 50, whatever it was. I get to slow down a little bit. He zips through. And, of course, the passenger freaks out because she's basically in the, you know, sitting on the driver <laughs> that, that passed us, right? I mean, that's how close it was. Right. I swear there was like six inches on, on my, our side. I don't know how oh. much was on the other side. Like it was, and the guy was speeding up, not slowing down, right? So, and I just thought like, wow, that was like, thank you very much for slowing down when you did, right? Because uh, otherwise we would have, uh, we'd have had well, some sort of accident. Well, you see, this is the thing. The ego... I mean, the, the, the prime, prime directive of the ego is to protect you, yeah. to, to keep you safe. And so what you just described is an example of the ego keeping you safe and doing, really doing its job as it's supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about on the other level is that the ego sees all change as a threat. And so, therefore, it will protect you from the threat. So if you're trying to change and you're trying to do things differently to, to, to get ahead in your life, in your relationships, whatever it is, the ego is going to set up some kind of version of sabotage to get in your way. At the same time, it's the same ego that has you automatically slowing down at an intersection without you really having to think about it. Yeah, or even really having a full understanding of what was going on. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's why I've always cool. said the ego is not the bad guy. It's just, it's been running the show, and it's not supposed to run the show. 
Yeah, it's not supposed to be driving. It's supposed no. to be like in the passenger seat. It's supposed to be the navigator in the passenger seat offering you options of where to go. Yeah. And that's all they are, options, not rules, not, not, not laws. But people live them as if they're laws. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, the levels of, the levels of consciousness in Inception is, you know, one of the things you did notice in there was there were the protectors. And you remember yes. that when they went they, down? They got, uh, in fact, the person whose uh, dream it was would have yeah. these, all this. And that's what happened. Like, the train went by. The next thing that happened was they were ambushed. Right. So the train going by is Cobb, as in the lead guy's DiCaprio's issue, not dealt with. But all the being attacked and ambushed is actually the defense mechanisms of the person whose dream it is. So now let's just change the context for a minute and say, you know, what, what is your dream? What do you dream of being? What do you dream of becoming? What do you dream of, how do you dream of living one day? Whatever that means. And then you have to understand that there is a defense mechanism, that your protectors, which are what I call the ego default positions, ego default programs that will kick in to protect you from changing the idea, from having an inception, the birth of a new idea. Inception is the birth of, the beginning of. Mm. Right? So from having an inception of a new idea, and it doesn't let new ideas in. So, you know, as I said, the dream, uh, the movie was a metaphor using dreams, but you think about it, the inception of a new idea, trying to get that new idea in, and, and really the whole movie was about the difficulty of, of creating inception. It was not believed it could be done in the movie. And what it's a statement of is, you know, most people don't believe they can get a new idea in there because there's so many defense mechanisms. And the mazes, as a metaphor again, are ways that you use the mind to... you create things to distract the conscious mind, and you know because you've been at some of my programs now, Scott, you've been at Quantum Mind Mastery, you've been at uh, Competitive Edge, and you've been at uh, Quantum Soulmates, and you know that I do things that are really to get the conscious mind focused on something while I'm busy paying attention to dropping in the inception of new ideas mm -hmm. to expand your consciousness. Yeah, very effective. But that, that's, exactly what the, that's exactly what the movie was, was showing us. I mean, I was, I've been saying recently, if I had more time, I'd, I'd actually write a book on it. Because it's, you know, I could have a lot of fun with that movie. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah. The way I did with What the Bleep, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's really amazing. And Very well done. And it's interesting how uh, vicious the subconscious mind, both... In, I'm thinking both of Cobb's because yep. uh, it, that, it was obvious there was his subconscious mind sabotaging everything and there was the other person's subconscious mind protecting yep. you know, uh, him from whatever was going on. And uh, they were, it was like life and death in both cases. Yeah, and, and what was interesting to me, and there's, there's another part in the movie there where he talks about where he goes in and pretends to be somebody else and he explains to the guy you're in a dream. Do you remember that? Yeah. If you look at the, you know, look at the, the, the level of the water and the way the lights swing and all that, and how difficult it is for that person to actually grasp that they're in a dream. Yeah. And, and for me, that's one of the things that happens in, in my work, is trying to explain to somebody, you're in a dream. You are act this is not real. You've made this real. It feels real at every possible level. You know, you, you cut yourself, you bleed. It, 
feels real, but it's a dream. So what if you're awoken from this dream? And this is one of the things I wrote a long, uh, not long ago, recently anyway, about, about the inner matrix. And what I said is, is when you wake up from the matrix, you wake up to the matrix you create, but it's still a matrix. Yeah. So there's all new levels. And, you know, by the end of the film, you're not sure, is this another level or is this conscious? And it's the whole, that's the whole point. So it was a new level of dreaming. That's right. That's right. The big question, was he mm-hmm. still dreaming? <laughs> yeah. And the truth is, we are always still dreaming. Right. You know, so the question for you, listener, as you're listening in, is to think about what did you have to dream up to be able to be listening to this, to be, to be tuned into this uh, particular podcast show? What did you have to dream up in order to bring this in? And why did you bring this in? I mean, really put your attention here. Why did you bring this in right now? What is it in this particular show that has hit you? What is it in this show that you went, wow, how weird is this that I'm listening to this, I'm tuned into this right now, at this moment in my life with what's going on? And if you do that, if you actually pay attention to that, and you really do that, you'll suddenly get it that it's a dream that you're creating a dream. You set it all up, including us, that we're part of your dream. Yeah, you're dreaming us. It's very cool. Two disembodied voices <laughs> out in the ethers, Yeah. Uh, and you've tuned in. And, you, and the cool thing is that you can dream something else. Yeah. You can dream. So, you know, if you like this part of your dream, that's great. And the things about your dream that you call your reality... Um, that you don't like, you can dream something else. Make that change. Absolutely. I think we're about the end of this particular podcast there, Mr. Scott. I, I think we are. So if somebody wanted to uh, dream a different I like dreaming a different dream better than yeah. waking up because, yeah. you know. It's just understanding that we're always in a dream anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's right. There was, uh, so if you want to find out more about dreaming a different dream uh, with my assistance... There's all kinds of places you can go, but you can certainly go to my blog, which is dov, D-O-V, baron, B-A-R-O-N.com. So D-O-V, B-A-R-O-N.com, dovbaron.com. And if you want to find out about some of our programs and such and all the products and, and stuff we have available to you, you can certainly go over to baron, B-A-R-O-N, mastery, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com, baronmastery.com. And, Scott, how do they find out more about Dreaming a Different Dream with you, mate? <laughs> Head over to uh, www.meetscottpatton.com, and uh, that's, uh, that's my blog. And askscottpatton.com is my Internet marketing podcasting uh, show, if you want to hear me talk about different things. And uh, anything that's going on, I'll, use, I'll be posting on my blog and We've, uh, we've got a lot of exciting things happening in the coming months, so we'll keep you up to date. Cool. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Stay tuned. Make sure you tell your friends. And also, uh, make sure that you uh, go on to iTunes and such and leave a comment, and you can give us a rating. We love five-star ratings. And we're always looking, always looking for your feedback, so you can write to us and tell us. And um, if you want to hear us talk about a specific subject, we're happy to do that. Speak to you soon. And until next time... Live with courage.